0: Welcome to the Soul Summit Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Levesque. I'm here to bridge the gap for women in the outdoors, build a community of adventure junkies, and roll out your weekly dose of positive vibes. With almost two decades in the health and fitness world and an untamable passion for hunting in the outdoors, my mission is to help you live a bucket list life and move boldly in the direction of your dreams. Meet us here weekly as I connect with like-minded men and women to discuss health and mindset, accountability, life and entrepreneurship, as well as all things hunting and epic untold stories. I feel like it's been quite a while since I have hopped on to edit a podcast. And today I am uh, listening in and uh, remembering the conversation I had with Brandon Waddell. He is on talking about his life, uh, overcoming lots of obstacles, especially in the area of managing things like overwhelm, depression, anxiety, just general hard times in your life where you really kind of have to figure out what you're made of. Uh, We also talk about stepping away from doubt, uh, especially in the areas of business and talking a lot about what that means to him. Um, Really good nuggets of inspiration, honestly, in this episode, Oh, pretty cool deer walking through my backyard right now. Hello, ladies. Um, but anyways, this is a fun conversation with Brandon. And if you haven't met him or seen him around, uh, or rubbed elbows with him at a show, um, or an event, he's just a really cool guy to talk to, you can tell that, um, you know, he like many of us has been through a lot of hard times as has really uh, been learning how to, you know, find his strength and, and dig in and give things all that he's got. So we also talk in this episode uh, in depth about what Mountain Archery Fest is, uh, what that event looks like, who it's for, the kind of courses they have, what you can expect. And uh, it's just a really um, a good way to see what you would be getting into and what you would have to look forward to at the Mountain Archery Fest We are doing a event here this year for women at the Soldier Hollow event in Utah um, that you can find details for at heroutdoorjourney.com. It's on the events page, Um, but we are going to do an entire weekend from Thursday all the way to Sunday with just a small group of ladies. So find the details in here. And then again, also on the website, I'm just going to let us jump into this episode because I think you're going to find a lot of inspiration in Brandon's story without further ado. Here we go. If you're in the market for some new optics, don't forget to check out Maven Built. This consumer direct company is spinning heads, winning awards and producing some of the best quality glass at a direct to consumer price. I've been using Maven's unrivaled binoculars and scopes for over seven years and on every level they've surpassed my expectations. Head over to mavenbuilt.com to check out their top of the line optics read the reviews and pull the trigger on the glass you've been eyeballing. That's M-A-V-E-N-B-U-I-L-T dot com. Use the code soul gift and get a surprise in your next order. Just for listening to the show. Today's episode is also brought to you by. Sawyer offers family friendly insect repellent for your skin, clothing, and gear. Protect yourself and your loved ones from disease carrying ticks and mosquitoes before your next adventure. Whether you're an expecting mother or using around your favorite four-legged friends, Sawyer has an insect repellent option to keep you protected. In fact, a 2017 study found by treating your boots and socks alone with permethrin, you can reduce your chances of a tick bite by 73.6%. Don't wait until it's too late. Head to sawyer.com to take a look at their entire line of products. That's sawyer.com. This podcast is also proudly supported by the Her Outdoor Journey brand. Our mission is to create common ground for passionate outdoor junkies, bridge the gap for women that hunt, and inspire you to live your bucket list life. Hop on over to heroutdoorjourney.com to dive into the blog, find events near you, and join this community of outdoors men and women. That's heroutdoorjourney.com. As we jump into this episode, you'll find that Brandon and I begin a conversation without really introducing the show. As soon as we got on the line together, we started catching up and talking about some pretty in depth conversation pieces. I've left that into the beginning of this podcast, uh, just because I think that there's a lot of wisdom and good insight in it. Uh, But about a couple of minutes in, we get actually into the introduction and all of the pieces. So if you feel like you're jumping in about halfway through a conversation, that's why but I think it's going to be very enriching. Here we go.
1: It you know, and, I've, and and I've learned, you know, and that's kind of like, you know, even Monday, I kind of sat in that piece and was like, you know, and that's okay. It's okay mm-hmm. to sit there. It's okay to be there. You know, it's, okay to be there with that sense of control and knowledge of what you need to do, what you know to do, and you can make that happen. than sitting where I used to sit sometimes where it's like, I just was like, I don't know what to do. I'm Mm -hmm. losing my mind. Mm -hmm. Um, So, um, you know, there's comfort in sitting in that space that's a little bit control and a lot of not control, but then it ebbs back and gives you more control and you know, a little less of what you can't and and you just it's okay. Yeah, you know, I used to freak out about it. But now I'm like, No, no need to freak out about it. Just stay focused, be mindful, be present, and let it work.
0: Right? Absolutely. No, I think that's really, it's really wise. And I don't know if you agree. But I feel like there's some times where, again, I just I feel like I should know how to pull myself out of the shit. And sometimes it's just hard to really do that like you can do that on paper a little bit but if you're really like at your core fixing the problem not always easy to do
1: that's right i always i look at like being in a squirrel cage you know and it's like sometimes that cage is moving a little too fast to just step off you know what i'm saying you know like a treadmill you know it's like you know you can do it you know you can jump to the side and the treadmill can keep running and you can jump off but you're like ah I don't know if I can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, sometimes we get in that, that mindset where it's got to slow down to where we can tuck and roll off of it. And ultimately, really, it's as easy as just saying, grab the handrails and step up. Mm-hmm. Um, but we get ourselves worked into that frenzy where we just can't get out of the cage, you know. And, and you know, sometimes I realize that, you know, running in the squirrel cage is necessary at times for me to learn and grasp why I'm there. Um, I used to think of it as just full panic mode all the time. Like I don't want to be in this cage, but I've learned over time that being in the cage is okay. Being in there is all right, but you got to just come to the control of knowing that it's time to get out. Mm -hmm. Like this is enough, you know, because typically my squirrel cage is looking in the past Or judging myself or, um, you know, and just being too harsh on myself and not being present, you know, and mindful that that I exist for good reasons and I'm here to do good work and that I'm a good person and that I'm, you know, I am a strong man and that I am a loving man and that I'm a good father. And, you know, and sometimes you just, you know, you just sabotage yourself. (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, you know, and um, so, yeah, I mean, and it's something that, you know, I've, it's, it's a constant learning experience. And if life isn't in that space, then you're either one in survival mode or you're not trying hard enough. Sure. Period. Sure. You know. Yeah. If life's not difficult and throwing you curveballs, then you're just sitting on the couch eating Doritos and and not paying attention to the world around you. Totally. You know, and so you're missing out. Totally. So, yep.
0: Yeah. Yep. No, I agree with that completely, and I think that uh, you're spot on. I I think sometimes too, we we expect that life shouldn't be a mental challenge. You know, it, uh, it it is because look at our society and all the things that are surrounded. You know, all the noise, all of the pressure, expectation, and that's just a part of life. I think truly is is kind of deciding where you filter things out and where you allow those expectations or external factors to be actually that stick up your ass that motivates you to do better. So that's
1: right. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. 100% girl. No doubt.
0: I say we just roll into this podcast. I'm going to have faith that the audio though I can't hear myself is working as it should you can hear me fine.
1: Yeah, everything on my end sounds good for you.
0: So right on. Well, without further ado, we are going to welcome Brandon Waddell to the Soul Summit Podcast. I'm excited to get on this and just chit chat with you. You and I have had some conversations in the past, and I think, you know, we're pretty equally yoked in a lot of areas and have a lot of the same passions. So it's going to be cool to have you on. Welcome to the show, Brandon.
1: Thanks for having me, Courtney. It's uh, this was awesome. I'm glad we're getting our second chance here first time around you had a power outage and life was crazy and I'm glad things have settled down for you and we've got the opportunity it's a good deal.
0: Well I don't know if they settle down but here we are. (laughs) (laughs) So Brandon you are uh, the owner of Mountain Archery Fest and that's certainly one of the things I would love to talk to you about today but before we kind of dive into that give us this overview of kind of who you are what you do and where you're at.
1: Well you know I'm just uh an average, normal American guy, I think, for the most part. Other than, uh, you know, I've married and have a wonderful wife, Callie, and nine children, which kind of sets people back a little bit. Um, you know, it's a mine, yours, ours, and theirs family. My oldest and youngest are adopted, and you know, I come from a single, single child background, so I guess I'm living a little bit vicariously through them. Uh, but uh, aside from that, you know, I'm uh, I. My normal job that pays the bills currently is I'm a uh, certified water operator. So I run water systems for subdivisions and commercial companies. Um, I also do some well monitoring to keep coal mines in compliance with states and the feds. Uh, aside from that, you know, I am I plow snow in the off season and shovel snow like crazy here uh, to make, you know, to have some exercise and to get out and about, but Aside from that, my passion lies with Mountain Archery Fest and, you know, something that's near and dear to my heart for sure. Uh, you know, I'm entering my 50s. I'm 51 years old and and love to work out, love to keep my body in tune, love to shoot my bow. I've only been shooting a bow for about 15 years. Uh, currently picked up a trad bow a year and a half ago or so. And so I'm shooting trad this winter in league and that's been really fun. I've kind of committed myself the last six months to kind of simplifying my life to a degree. And so um, that's been one of those things helping me enjoy that process.
0: I love it. I love it. So I love also that you said you've only been shooting a bow about the last 15 years, like that's a chunk of time. So kind of walk us through what that motivation was for putting a bow in your hand. Were you hunting previously and needed a little more struggle? Or what did that look like for you?
1: No, I didn't grow up hunting at all. I grew up in a fishing family, Um, you know, did a lot of fishing, river fishing, that kind of thing with my father and my mom, but, and some backpacking with my mom. Um, But hunting was never a part of my repertoire at all. I remember when I was about 11 years old, I went out with my stepdad and they shot a deer. And I, I mean, I thought that was murder one. Um, I was totally saddened by the whole situation and thought it was, mean as shit to be honest but um you know just kind of life evolved i ended up uh purchasing a property outside of durango colorado a nice chunk of land and uh it sat empty for about three years so uh the deer had kind of taken over and the elk migrate through it they don't stick around long um i am in one of the top three migratory patterns in southwest colorado for elk and and deer. And so I get to see a lot of things kind of come and go through the property. Um, and so it just kind of, you know, it, I was at a barbershop getting my haircut and I knew a gentleman named Tommy Romero. He was getting his haircut and he had mentioned he had a tag in my unit and the unit that I live in is only about 10% public. So it's not, you got to kind of know somebody or get lucky in that little 10% spot because everyone's in that 10% spot. Um, and so I invited him out. I had some bucks that were roaming around the neighborhood, and he came out for a second, second or third rifle tag, and and came out and shot a good buck. And we were shooting the breeze, having a couple beers, and he was asking me about hunting. And I said, well, I'm, you know, I'm just starting to get into it. I got this property, and I see the value in in the meat and in the process. And so, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, I'm thinking about starting and whatnot. And he's he's like, well, I got you ever shot a bow? And I was like, well, shot a bow in Boy Scouts. And, you know, and that was probably, that was it. And he's like, well, check this out. And he whips out this old Matthews bow. And he's like, what draw length are you? And I looked at him like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Right. I'm like, uh, no clue. And he's like, well, here, put this release on and grab this bow and put an arrow in it and let's pull it back. Let's see if you can even pull it back. And, And I pulled it back, no problem. And And he's looking at me, and he's like, okay, so you're going to anchor here, put your arm out, you know, push it out. And he's like, dude, like, we must be the exact same draw length. He's like, this bow fits you perfectly. And so, you know, we set up a target at about 15, 20 yards or something like that. And he's like, okay, the peep doesn't really line up, but you kind of get the gist, right? And I'm like, yeah. And so we started shooting. I just started shooting and shooting, and it got to the point where he was, like, almost like that Peanuts character standing next to me just wah, wah, like I wasn't even paying attention to him anymore I was so focused and so into the, what I was doing that I was like this is amazing like this is this is cool as shit like I want to do this and so that's kind of where it started um you know, I traded a old twenty two rifle to this kid for a bow he had, and I shot it for about a month. And people always ask me what it was. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't even remember what brand it was or nothing. But all I can tell you is, is that I shot it enough that I realized that I needed a better piece of equipment. Um, and so I went and bought a Matthews Monster from this guy used, and it was a super aggressive bow. Um, really. Not much valley. Didn't really like the back end in retrospect. So I shot it about a month, and then a good friend of mine, Dennis Howell, was trying. Prime was trying to steal him from Hoyt. They sent him a couple bows, and he called me up and said, "I got an opportunity for you." He says, uh, "Why don't you go to the house?" And I was like, "Okay." So I went over there and saw him. And he's like, "I'm gonna sell you this bow, four hundred bucks." He says, oh, get I'll get it set up for you and let's get it going. He says, I think you're really going to like this thing. And so that was my, my prime synergy was the first bow that was kind of set up for me and that I, you know, purchased and, and really put together with intent of using to hunt with. Um, and that's kind of how it all started.
0: So what has been that evolution from going to, you know, this individual that picked up a bow, didn't really know, like, weren't like, really mentored or brought up by family this way. And you kind of took this on to now you're running events where you're kind of promoting, you know, for on a family level, everybody else get into it, like, where, what has that trajectory looked like?
1: Well, you know, I, when I finally started shooting that bow for real, you know, I used to tell people all the time that, You know i rode harleys growing up um and you know there was only two places in the world where or two times in the world where it could spin without me and i didn't think about it and that was one either when i was riding my harley or riding my wife and um you know it was one of those things where when i started shooting a bow it totally took me over um i quit riding There was so much focus in it. And then, you know, my Boy Scout nature kind of took over. I started getting back out in the woods and and really realizing how much I missed it to be out Mm -hmm. in the wilderness. And now, plus with my bow, too, and trying to learn how to hunt and succeed at that. And I just became obsessed. Uh, You know, I became this total gear junkie and just couldn't get enough of it to the point of where, I started a podcast called wilderness attitude that, you know, that kind of pushed me into the outdoor space, even harder to meet people and learn from people and, and to grow from those relationships and conversations. And, um, along that journey, I met so many fantastic people like yourself and, um, and, you know, it just, it just consumed me. Um, to the point of where I was so obsessed that then my, my children started shooting with me and then they started shooting in league. And then, you know, then they started developing some inkling of wanting to go hunt. And as all this was progressing, I just really found the value in that hunting family scenario and Mm -hmm. what it did to fill my heart and fill my soul and give me some purpose. And as a father and, um, and as a man and so you know it just kind of just kept growing and then you know math came about in a kind of a a strange way you know I had approached another gentleman in the industry who runs another big shoot to come down into Colorado and kind of got blown off and it was a him and ha kind of deal and um but I kept going to shoot those events and I quickly realized that those events didn't have the intimacy and the family and the children and the women. And, you know, and I just as much as that's just a part of who I am. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, it, it felt almost weird to go there because it was so selfish for me, um, to a degree, because my kids couldn't go there and hang. Um, you know, my wife doesn't shoot, um, still to this day. Um, but highly encourages all of us in the family who do obviously, but, um, you know, and so then i thought about starting something like math, but I really kind of just decided it just wasn't for me. Um, I talked myself out of it basically, Courtney, you know, I, I, it was in my heart. I thought I should do it, but I was just, no, no, I can't do that. I, I don't know how I, I don't have the experience. I, you know, I just found every excuse in the book to mm-hmm. say no. Um, but in that time frame, I was competing with Kenton at train to hunt at his events. And I actually started doing, uh, hosting a couple train to hunt events at Pope and young conventions. And, and, and that kind of branched off a little bit. And I, and I started realizing that I really do enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that maybe I did have what it takes. And then it was kind of confirmed by a gentleman uh, who reached out to me who had this idea of creating Mountain Archery Fest in, in in some scenario. And what his vision was is much different than what mine is now and, and has been. But, you know, he basically approached me at a Donnie Vincent film up in Denver. He had seeked me out. He had talked around the community of people who might be good at this, that might have the interest. And. My name came up multiple times through different people who he'd spoke to. And so he reached out to me and, and said, hey, um, would you like to be my mountain manager? Would you like to set these mountains? Would you like to work on all this stuff? And so after deliberating with the family, he talked it over a little bit. And, um, you know, and I decided to proceed forward with him. And so, you know, we started our relationship and, you know i started utilizing some of the relationships i had in the outdoor community and was able to get uh, philip kirsch with kirsch targets to basically do a handshake deal on sixty thousand dollars with the targets uh coming out of austria and so i was beginning to build my part of the mountain and what i needed and the tools i needed to fulfill what he was asking to me and um and then shortly thereafter, uh, this gentleman that approached me ended up kind of running into a wall in his life, so to speak. Um, you know, he had um, some things he needed to step aside and get taken care of um, in order to save his marriage and to save himself. Um, and you know, I can I can say that he's done a fantastic job at that at this point. He came out of the depths of hell um, and has saved his, his marriage, his, his family himself. Um, But in that process, he was like, you know what, dude, this is all you. Mm. I'm going to sign it over to you. You got the passion. You got the drive. Um, Good luck, basically. um, And, you know, so then after reconvening with my family, I had to be like, okay, uh, I have no idea how to do all this stuff he was going to do. I don't know how to do all these contracts. I don't know how to do you know, negotiating with sponsors. I don't know how to do all this stuff, you know? And so here I was kind of a little bit of self doubt. Um, but you know, my wife stepped beside me and said, you know, we're not going to fail and we're going to knock this out and we're going to figure it out. And so, um, you know, that's kind of how we got to that point. And then from there, I just had to rally my family around me, my kids, my wife, some friends, um, and I just basically wagered everything I had. I had to put Wilderness Attitude away as a podcast and focus on what this was all about. And, um, and kind of the rest is history. You know, we were supposed to have four events. We ended up having two uh, the first year due to a bunch of contracts that really weren't there that were supposed to be there. Um, after we'd already advertised all of them, I mean, it was just a complete train wreck Mm. that I took over. Unfortunately, this, you know, this gentleman had enough issues going on that he, he just, he was kind of robbing Peter to pay Paul and, Mm. um, and just, he wasn't keeping track of everything he had going on. And so, um, you know, I love the guy to death. He's a great guy. He was just in a hard time making hard decisions and not the best decisions. And, and um, but you know that's kind of and then we set off to do our two events and we did our first two and we barely got 150 people at each one but we set the mountains as if we were receiving 1500 people. Mm. Um, and it was a lot of hard work. I remember that first year it was me and uh, two 15 year old boys and my 13 year old boy Aiden Branson and Braxton. And we set a hundred and fifty pieces of foam between the four of us, um, and now we said, mind a, you. yeah, it was on a mountain, yeah, it was uh you know on two very different types of mountains, Eagle Point, down by Beaver, which the whole thing's above ten thousand feet, and that was our first one we went to, and you want to talk about an ass kicker <laughs> uh, um, it's an ass kicking mountain just to go shoot the courses um. So we pulled it off and then we looked at it again. And, you know, it was just, I realized that people just poured their hearts out to us and was like, this is the best shoot we've ever been to in our lives. You did an amazing job. Your family's awesome. We're going to come back and support you again. And, you know, that, that support in the community meant so much to me because honestly, I was like, this was the dumbest thing I've ever thought of doing. I'm losing my ass financially and you know um but you know i just saw a vision for it i felt it in my heart and my soul that it was there that it was that it was meant to be and so you know we just i built another i got a third venue the second year and a fourth venue the third year and a fifth venue the fourth year and now we're going to the seventh venues now in our fifth year and you know it's you know we're not at a point where we're really making any money yet to be honest at all i've continued to pour financially into the event but it's growing um we've built the team we need we've built the foundation we know our product is top notch we know that we're making a difference in every individual archer that comes to our mountain and our retention rate is super super high and so you know we're we're just still all in, you know, I just don't see any way out to be honest, because it's what I want. And I know that when you want something it doesn't take a day or a week or a month or years, it takes time. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so we're super dedicated and we're really stoked about the year we have coming ahead of us, Courtney. I mean, it's just, things are starting to really blossom. I mean, just in the last month, it's just been, overwhelming blessings um left and left and right and so um i couldn't be more excited about where we're at right now you know covid was a pain in the ass the pandemic is what i i don't even like to say the word to be Mm -hmm. honest it's like the pandemic was just a kick in the shins if you will um but you know we just never flinched we had our events anyway we didn't give a crap And people came out and supported us because we knew that we could still have a fun, safe event and and have a good time. Because, I mean, yeah, I have a funny story. Someone based in health here in Colorado tried to come to purgatory to shut me down because they heard I had 500 people up there. And they were like, there is nowhere you can have 500 people. There's I mean, this lady was having a fit down in Vendor Village. And I looked at her and I'm like, I'm pretty sure we can. And she's like, there's no buildings that can fit 500 people. I said. Look up this mountain. That's our building. We do everything on a mountain. I have 2,000 acres. I don't have square feet. I have acres (laughs) with 500 people on it. And she's like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like she didn't even know what to say. Um, and, uh, so, so it ended up working out really well, you know, so that's kind of the trajectory of how we got to where we're where I'm sitting in this truck seat right now. Um, you know, it's just been continued growth and support lots of change though. I mean, you know, we've had sponsors come and go, you know, which has been fine because you know, we're finding the ones that fit who we are.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We're not fitting to who they are. Sure. Um, And that's just staying true to ourselves and staying true to the process and, and to, you know, our mission. Yeah. And that's what's important.
0: I really want to get into, of course, highlighting for people what Mountain Archery Fest is. But before we get to that, I want to ask you, you talked about those kind of moments initially of having doubt, like, I'm not good enough. I don't know enough. I can't, I don't know if I'm cut out for this. Um, And I can only imagine that there's still periodically times where doubt kind of creeps in, like, how do you change that conversation from doubt to like confidence? Or what does that look like?
1: You know, for me personally, you know, it, it takes some reflection, it takes time of stepping away from the chaos of life and business and relationships And spending some time in the woods, to be honest, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, I get done with a season and I disappear, you know, I get done with the math season and I literally disappear. Um, And it gives me time to reflect on all that good, bad and ugly. Right. Mm -hmm. And to put it into perspective, um, because when there's so much noise and vibration and and so much coming at you it's really hard to settle yourself into a place to make decisions that aren't based on emotion. Yeah. And, you know, for me, that key place is out in the wilderness, um, you know, away from all of the world, if you will, you know, I take notes, I journal, um, you know, and there's prayer involved. Uh, there's, um, you know, reaching out to people and getting other perspectives of, of our what we're doing. Um, you know, but even then having as much positivity that comes out of some of that and good constructive criticism, you know, I've just always tried to hold on to the mindset that I'm either here to win or learn. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know, but trust me, even within that, you know, like we talked a little bit before the podcast, I mean there's there's always doubt. There's always negativity that creeps into your heart and your mind um, and, and wreaks havoc on you. You know, um, and like we talked about a little bit for me, it's learning to be OK to sit in those places at times when it need when it needs to be. But, you know, not for too long. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know journaling is something that really helps me a lot because when I, you know, I just got this amazing mind that is so, I'm a Pisces, um, blessed and cursed if, as you will, but, um, you know, I'm very creative, very passionate. Um, and those two things are just such highly driven emotions that, um, it just turns into scrabble up there. And so for me to get it on paper and to see it and then you know for me I I journal enough to where I go back and I look at that and I find those consistencies within those journal things, right? There's things that stick out that are consistent. And those are the things I try to pluck out and those are the things I try to work on. Mm -hmm. Um, because it's not always it's not easy to always be the event director and the leader. You know, there's times that you have curveballs that hit you on the mountain, um, emergencies, uh, customers that aren't satisfied, vendors that are upset, or, you know, different things, or even internally within our team, things happening, um, you know, that you have to move through and process and help lead through. But I'll tell you, surrounding myself with the team that I have, um, my family, uh is been instrumental in working through some of that negative stuff because mm-hmm. we yin and yang each other um there's times when we all have highs and lows and when you surround yourself with the right people that have the same mindset the same mission the same level of drive passion heart um and consistency and dedication then It makes that, it makes that easier, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and that's, and and I rely on that. I rely on them. I rely on all the pieces of this in order to process and proceed. Um, You know, I can't do it all by myself. No one can. Um, You know, you think you can, and that's usually when you're probably in the most despair, when you think you can. You don't, you may not think that you are in the low of, and getting in the low point, but you probably are, um, and so you know that's you know that's a pretty long way of describing it. But you know, and there's lots there. But for me, the consistent pieces are being surrounded by the right people, the and trusting them and what their process is and what we're doing. Uh, you know, praying, journaling, and you know continuing to stay present and open-minded, right? Um, those are things that are ve- extremely valuable to me in what I do and how I create this mountain and how we run math and how we hold it all together. I mean, these seasons are long, you know, we're on the road. Now we're adding another, you know, almost five weeks to our schedule this year. And um, it's a long, grueling process for us to do this in the summertime. It, times away from home our families other things we love um and then we're all stuck together a lot and so you know we have arguments within our own crew and we have love and hugs and crying and fighting and you know and and all those things you know that just make us all beautiful people and a great team yeah but you know in the end we we're just we're dedicated to what we're doing and that's you know and that what makes the difference for us but you know, on a personal level, it's just a little bit of all that mm-hmm. Bernie, you know, it takes a little bit of that, all those little tools in your repertoire that can help keep you together, mm-hmm. you know?
0: Well, what I just heard you say was grit, humility, and support, you know, you've got to, you've got to mm-hmm. feel a little bit of that, like, you know, kicking your ass, like, I'm not going to give up on this thing when times get tough. And I know that I have the support from people around me that I can bounce things off of, but I feel like that's one commonly kind of hurdle for people is they, they get this roadblock and they just don't know, like, is this the time I fold the cards? Is this the time that I pivot? Is this the time that I just show myself how gritty I am that I can get through the situation? Um, and I know for me as somebody who's pretty tough, but also really stubborn, um, I get to that point sometimes where I go, do I keep showing up for this thing? Or is this the time that I need to read the signs and pivot? Um, So that's why I was really interested in that, in that doubt topic, because it's, it's big, it's a big place to be. And it can be kind of a a soul crusher, if you will.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Doubts, you know, I mean, you can, you know, something to think about is you negativity is in my opinion way stronger than positivity what it can oh, do absolutely. in a shorter amount of time mm-hmm. is is amazing right and so you know self doubt is something that you got to look in the mirror and you got to look at yourself and you got to you got to be humble and honest and accountable to yourself first and foremost right and those things can allow you to to make a better decision on when to hold them and when to fold them. But I'll tell you more times than not, when you fold, you're this close to making it.
0: Absolutely.
1: And you gotta stay in it. You gotta, if you're honest with yourself and you're checking in and you're, and you're in that space, you, you, you'll know that giving up is not an option. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, obviously there's times when, it has to happen. Um, you know, where we, that's just, it's it. But you'll know if you're still in doubt, then you're still in the game.
0: I love that. Yeah, I love that. So now that we have all of this wise wisdom from you, walk us through what <laughs> Mount Archery Fest is so that people have a better understanding of what to expect when they show up.
1: Mountain Archery Fest, Mount Archery Fest is, is an event where we focus on every individual archer, their, no matter their age, their skill level, or their discipline. Uh, you know, we focus on that having a fun, uh, family-oriented, safe event that is very patriotic and focused around knowledge in conservation, ethics, and and, and heritage of the sport. You know, we accomplish that through having multiple levels of courses, um, for beginner to stupid, if you will, like our long range carbon course, where you're just watching arrows fly and watching them break and, you know, that kind of thing. But, um, you know, we, we set up every course with intent, um, from the beginner one, all the way up through intermediate to our hunter course, to our exotic course, to our extreme course, there are targets on each course that really belong on that next level and you can get build up some confidence some esteem some product your equipment knowledge and then without you knowing it you're advancing yourself to the next level because you will engage in those two or three shots that really belong on the next course and when you come off and you realize that you did great and you know that some of those shots on that course belong on the next one then you're not so intimidated to Mm -hmm. move up and shoot another course and try um you know and and within our vendor village you know it's a much more intimate setting than most people will find at just about any other event because you know, we're not packing the house. You know, we're not, we're not producing what you'd call a cattle call event, right? We have a certain amount of people that I'll put on the course every morning. And that is it. If we sell out, that's fine. That's it. We'll create more events. We'll do another weekend. We'll do whatever, but we're not, we're not, we're setting you up for success and the ability to grow in vendor village, learn from people, meet new people. Products, new people, um, other like-minded shooters that you can grow and make friends with. You know the camaraderie is amazing, and and we do that in multiple levels. Obviously, we've got vendor village where you can meet the pr- new products and people, but even our novelty shots are set up with interest and intrigue to give you opportunity with your own equipment, with other equipment, even like our bow for giants. is ten foot longbow that shoots sixty inch arrows. I mean, it's just it's like medieval, if you will, and super 100%. fun. Um, all the way down to fun games where you're shooting thrown discs and having a great time and winning some cool swag and some cool stuff. And, um, you know, and on top of that, we offer seminars. We offer educational seminars from some of our um, boothers and sponsors. We have other people like yourself and Ethan Pateman who create great learning opportunities that are awesome camps if you will within our shoots like yourself doing a women's camp i mean that's something i've dreamed of doing for a long time and we're super stoked to have you be a part of that you know we also have ethan pateman who does more of a all-inclusive family style of educational um, sub event if you will on the mountain teaching some of the same things shooting different shot scenarios different stuff mountain orienteering some gear stuff as well um and then we build more camaraderie by the, our events we have in the evening. So on Fridays, we have an awesome cornhole tournament where we put our bows down, we throw some bags, we have some live music, we have a couple beers, and we have some great stuff that we that we give away there, and it's just super fun. And then we slow down a little bit with our s'mores and stories time on Friday night, where we have these great guest speakers that come in and talk about what's passionate to them, what's working for them, what's not, um, adventures they've been on, or maybe just just story time where they just Mm -hmm. tell a great story and just really captivate your mind and get you going, click something in these kids Mm -hmm. or build confidence within these families to go out together. Um, so, you know, and then we raise colors every day. Um, you know, we stop our event at 8am and it is the busiest time of our event but I don't care. And we take a moment to raise our flag and show our patriotism and our dedication to who we are as Americans and each other. And then we move on from there and have a great day. Um, Saturdays have a great competition event called the mountain madness comp. You know, there's, when I built this mountain in my mind, I wanted to have a course that really builds your foundation of your skills. I wanted an intermediate course that pushed you a little more. I wanted a hunting course that was really designed for you to go to that next level of maybe you're just a 3d shooter, but maybe now you're ready to go out and hunt. Um, you know, it has, I have a course that has a little bit more physical action in mind, uh, with that. And then you jump into our carbon core or our, our uh, I'm sorry, our, uh, Exotics course, which you get to shoot stuff you've never seen in the U.S. As, tar- as far as targets. Some are fantasy targets, some are cool stuff from Asia, Africa, Europe, um, and then of course the carving course, where you get to really learn what you're really capable of. You know, I mean, I try to tell people that that is not a course for you to go learn. Um, you know, it's not it's not a traditional course, meaning that. Um, there's no shot on there you should ever take an animal okay this is not practical okay but what it does is it really teaches you what you're capable of doing and your equipment and yeah. how your arrow flies and what it means to stand with your toes downhill or or having three different planes across the 120 yard shot and what that does to your mind visually um, and, and just you know there's something fun about looking at something and being like I'm going to have to put the bottom of my peep like 20 feet above this target and hope that I hit it. Right. You know, this big old Buffalo at 150 yards, just just for fun, you know. And um, and then, of course, we had new last year. We added the track action mobility course, which is uh, something that is for all adaptive people that need any kind of assistance. It's, it's a kid's course, it's an adaptive course, and it's also our Mountain Madness course. And so that kind of brings me full circle to the fact that I need competition in my life. I think there is value in being in competition. I think there's a value in standing up there in your own skin, your two feet and the equipment you've learned and what you get knowledge you've gained over the years of shooting your bow or coming to math or doing whatever you do and then showing what it's worth mm-hmm. um, and, make, and executing that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the mountain madness course, as it crosses over with the other stuff, we, we have the that track action course is amazing. It's for anybody adaptive. We also some events have, we have some track chairs, (laughs) intruder alert,
0: Remy, Remy, no more.
1: So, you know, we, we've got a little bit of something for everybody on the courses and stuff. And when you come to the competition, that's really fun. We take the top five of every division and we make them stand on a line and do a shoot off at the end And, you know, that's pretty unnerving for a lot of people. Um, But I've watched people grow over these last four years, and it's just beautiful to watch the first time they did it, the second time they do it, and just how they end up standing up there and just really learning who they are, you know, doing uncomfortable things is something that I think is super important for us as human beings, right, to grow our self-esteem, our grit, like you mentioned, and it builds some humility, um, Mm -hmm. and, So I try to have all these different facets in the math that have really helped me be a better archer and help me grow as an archer. And I just, Mm -hmm. you know, and so math is a little bit of an extension of who I am and uh, and what I love to see as people grow. I mean, there is no greater honor than to host these events and see these people and the relationships grow and their with within themselves grow and and their knowledge grow and and um and it just it, it's amazing it's it, it just fills my heart you know so you know then we get into saturday night and we have some some seminars and elk calling competition. And then we have a social night from eight to 10 where we can relax and have a good time. And we might get to watch some films. We might, we might not. It just kind of depends on who our sponsor is for that Saturday night social as to what we're going to do and what we're going to give away and what kind of fun we're going to have. And, um, but it's just a time for us all to come back together and, and talk about how much fun we've had and, and what it's meant to us. And, and, and then kind of thank everybody for being there and, and send them safely on their way back home. I mean, Sunday we're open all day as well to shoot, but, you know, by the time Sunday afternoon comes, you know, most of our vendors are kind of getting their families together and getting their booths together and getting ready to make their journeys back home and, and on to their next destination. And, um, you know, and we just have a great time. Some events we have, restaurants and food trucks some events we just have food trucks um you know we've got camping on site which is awesome so you can it's totally affordable for you to come and stay uh bring a camper bring the family bring the friends um we also have our stay and play packages which are awesome in my opinion um you know you can get a tent for four people it's 500 bucks per person um it gets you Three days of math passes, get you swag, get you novel, fifty dollars in novelty, fifty dollars in swag, merchandise, math merchandise. Um, get you dinner Fridays and Saturday nights, get you lunch on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, Gets you a climate pad to take home that you get to keep that will be set up for you in the tent on your cot. Uh, also, getting a thirty-minute massage from Wilderness PT while you're there um, gets you cornhole entry, gets you in a Saturday night social. I mean, all for 500 bucks or 550 or 600, depending on what package you want. And the only difference in those packages is just the pad, the climate pad that you get to take home. Um, and you know, it starts saving you shoot 740 bucks between four people, um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. on that $500 stay and play. So, great new davis tents that we have and you kind of have your own little area and it's kind of cool um so that's a lot of fun and then of course if you know any of our pricing seems a little bit where you can't fit in your budget we got an amazing volunteer program so you come help us set up or help us tear down you spend a day with us you get a killer volunteer t-shirt that you can't buy you, you can only earn it and then you get lunch and then you get the shoot for free for a day uh and you get, VIP access to the course that you helped set so you'd be some of the so first cool. people to shoot that course right which is awesome and then we've got volunteer positions that are two hours long three hours long course managers lift managers working merch working registration helping novelty running around on the mountain with our guys doing fixing things whatever I mean we've got we've got something for everybody so um, you know we just try to be as inclusive as we can And just to have a lot of great entertainment and events. But our main focus is all about shooting our bows.
0: I love this so much. You've got me fired up right now because so many things I could unpack about what you just said. One of them was competing. You feel like there's just so much value in competing. And I, I can't agree more. I feel like the most driven and like laser focused I've ever been Is when I've been competing. And without that, sometimes I think that's why I can kind of ping pong around because I don't have that focus that I do when I'm in competition mode. Um, So that's fantastic. But outside of that, you know, you talking about there being a volunteer program for people who might not necessarily have it in their budget to go out and do these shoots. Yes, please. Like that right there sets you apart because, you know, I think when you're passionate about what you're doing, you have to find a way to also include people who would 100% benefit from it, but might not financially be in a place where they can put that kind of skin in the game. So thank you for doing that. Thank you for being that kind of a human being that just sees people where they are and finds a way to make it happen for them. Because you know that if they come there, and they do that volunteer program, and they get out there and they shoot and they have a great time, that kind of shit is life changing. Those kind of people, those kind of rubbing elbow moments with people where you get to sit around after the shoot, after you've probably lost a few arrows and made a couple shots you were super proud of and all of the things at the end of the day, getting to sit down and reflect and pick somebody's brain and have that common bond. That's where it's at. That's where it's at. Yeah. And that is why we
1: get. Go ahead. Go ahead. That's why I
0: Then that is why we are coming to do a shoot with you this year. That's why I'm bringing the ladies to you because you are doing things, even like the adaptive course, you know, seeing people who might have some disabilities. Here's a way for you to get involved. Here's a way for you to be in the course. Like, thank you for being that person.
1: Well, you're very welcome. I mean, I've only been inspired by others, you know, um, Brock Carter found me at Snow Basin. I mean, I saw him wheeling up to me in a wheelchair. He had his eyes locked on me and he wheeled up to me and, and uh and he looked at me, and he's like, I'm Brock Carter, Are you Brown Waddell, yeah, he says, You ever thought about creating a course for people like me? And I looked down. and I was like, I don't understand and he's like, Oh, come on, seriously. He's like, you know, and so I knelt down next to him and I was just like, you know, I have thought about it, but I don't know enough. I, I'm uneducated in this space. I don't know what to what to do or what to expect and you know if if you're my guy to teach me what what this would look like then i'm your guy to help create it and execute it and you know and that was some that situation came to life um and i can tell you that volunteers come in a lot of values Um, you can learn something from anybody if you're keeping yourself, your mind open, your heart open, your ears open, you know, and we end up learning a lot about ourselves and a lot about our events through our volunteers, um, you know, because they come and they work and they have a different perspective. And we can get stuck in ruts when we're creating events or doing what we do through the summer. And, you know, great things have spurred from volunteers. Um, great change. And so, you know, it, it's not a one-way street. I'll tell you that. Um, and that's what makes that program special. Mm -hmm. And so I appreciate you saying that because, you know, we, I do see, you know, it's the same thing like I described to these ski resorts when we're talking to them about our clientele. It's no different than the skiing community, the climbing community, anything like that. You got some people that can spend $5,000 in a weekend and rent the, the penthouse up top of the resort, right? Or you've got the dudes that are literally sleeping in their car, freezing their asses off, um, for the opportunity to be first chair. Mm-hmm. Um, and having an event that's that inclusive to, to the demographic in which we serve is key. It's paramount. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why we offer, you know, we've got great stand play packages. We've got some lo- locations that have res- resort amenities right on site some places are pretty much a primitive camping event Um, but no matter what we've got different levels of opportunity for anybody's lifestyle and their financial means to come be a part of what we're doing and the beauty is is that when you're all on the mountain and you're all shooting or you're all throwing cornhole or cheers in a beer you can't tell the difference
0: Mm -hmm. you know yeah
1: yeah we're all just american archers out here having a good time with our buddies our families or maybe even ourselves who have met new people that day because they got shoved in a group of five and um it's just you know it's it's uh it's awesome you know i i'll tell you last year last year that track action course man there wasn't an event or a day during any one of those events that i didn't ball like a baby Mm -hmm. um because Watching people change within a 25 target set. People who have never shot a bow show up. Some are capable of shooting a bow. Some aren't. So we have a couple loner loaner crossbows, even that I allow these types of individuals to use on our mountain and to watch them go out and watch their self-esteem and watch their lives change. Uh, is amazing. Uh, you know, we had a gentleman that showed up at Soldier Hollow last year, not in a good place mentally at all, not a good place physically at all, had his life completely upended and. Um, you know, it was an accident that happened to him. It wasn't like a disease that had been happening or some other special thing. It was just, you know, he's in an accident next thing you know, he's got no legs. He can't, he can't do nothing. He can't work for his family. He can't provide for his family. He can't, everything that he was, this strong man and individual got torn away from him. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he'd been sitting in suicide two or three times, just had no meaning to his life. Didn't give a shit you know pretty much f off the world his wife and daughter were just reeling in this position from where he was at trying to do everything they can for him um you know he was a hunter before um, couldn't do that anymore i mean just everything upended um he gets invited to the event uh through NeuroWorks, one of our sponsors and track action mobility utah and he comes up we throw him in a chair um, we put a bow in his hands. Um, you know, he was him and Han. He, he, he didn't really want to be there. He, you know, I don't think this chair can make it. I don't think this bow fits me. I don't, you know, I'm not real sure about this. I don't want anybody watching me. Um, so we sent him out with just Brock, uh, both of them in two chairs, his wife and his daughter in tow. You know, they started off, wasn't good. It was a little rocky little rough on him. He wasn't doing well shooting, but in that 25 course set, I caught up to them and the family and I catch up to the wife and I cry every time I catch up to the wife and the daughter and they're bawling. Right. I mean, they're crying so hard and I'm just like, Oh my God, what happened? You know, like, why are they so upset? And I approach them and ask them why they're so upset. And they're just like, we're not upset um we're as happy as we've been in years and uh and i'm like why and they're like he's so excited right now he's doing so well we haven't seen him smile in two years and he's over there laughing and high-fiving and having such a great time and uh and it was just like holy shit um that course had, has changed his directory. Now the guy is kicking ass in life and he still has ups and downs. Don't get me wrong, you know, like we all do, but you know, he, uh, he's back in the hunting. He's got himself a chair. He's got some of his self-esteem and purpose and some new, uh, a new why, if you will. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, it's, uh, it's crazy that, uh, that archery and, uh, and a 25 animal course and an opportunity and what it can do for people. Yeah. Um, So, you know, it's elevated us to the point of where we're gonna give away a chair, a brand new Axis chair. It's $20,000. It's got a one-off paint job. It's like pearl colored from like the 70s. It's totally rad. Um, We're giving away a great mule deer hunt down in New Mexico with God's Country for Heroes. Um, It's an all expense paid trip and, uh, lots of gear involved, the chair, the hunt, and, you know, we're getting ready to open that up here shortly so that people can, um, uh, spread the word and people can send in their applications to be a part of this. Um, I'm working with NeuroWorks and Track Action Mobility Utah and MAF and God's Country for Heroes. And, um, you know, we've got so much to offer in that opportunity that, we just can't wait to change people's lives. It it just continue to do this year after year because, uh, it just has so much meaning, um, Mm -hmm. to, to, you know, how archery, you know, archery is one of those things that kind of saved my life, kind of put me in a whole new perspective. It, it totally changed how I look at life and how I, how my every daily, every day for me is different. Mm -hmm. And, um, And this is just kind of my way of trying to give that back to people. And, uh, and just, you know, it's, it's awesome, Courtney. It's just, it's just the best thing I've ever done in my life. So, so
0: impactful, so impactful. Um, archery, I do feel like is, is on a whole nother level when it comes to that therapeutic effect. Um, and I've talked to yeah. so many different people too, who feel the same way. Like it's been just a therapy for them that they couldn't find anywhere else. And I wholeheartedly agree that archery is an incredible way to like refine yourself or overcome some of those mental hurdles that you're in. Um, tell people where they can find more from Archery Fest online.
1: So you can find Mount Archery Fest, uh, obviously www. Um, mountainarcheryfest.com you can follow us on Instagram at mountainarcheryfest and Facebook as well and I think we may even start a TikTok I don't know it's on the table um, you know so um, and then of course you want to kind of follow what I'm doing as an event director and a little bit of my life you can find me at Brandon Waddell underscore um, I drop some little hints in there about math before it really gets released on the page or the website and it's, it's kind of fun to have that play around with a little bit um you know it's uh not a super exciting page i'm on but our mountain archery fest page is awesome um you know we have a lot of crazy videos that we show on there that's not our content um but it's stuff within hunting outdoor space things that we just laugh at and think are really cool and funny and and sometimes a little dramatic but um you stay tuned in there we're always throwing stuff in the story we're always throwing stuff new stuff in there and of course as it's going to, you know, our off season, we spend a lot of time in that fun video space, but now we're getting into the point where we've got a lot of information coming out, new sponsors, new boothers, new activities, things that we're doing. And so we'll have a lot going on there. And then you can also catch us on Carbon TV. We started a channel last year. We've only got a couple things up on it right now, but we've got a lot of stuff in production and hoping to drop new stuff in there monthly. Awesome. So... Um, That's kind of the gist of where we are right now.
0: Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Brandon, and sharing a little bit of your story as well as the uh, origin behind Mountain Archery Fest and some of the highlights, I would say, of what this event really is.
1: Well, I appreciate the opportunity, and we're really stoked to have your women's camp coming, Courtney. It's so exciting for me to see that come together. Uh, It's something I've thought about for a long time, and I couldn't find anybody better for that than you. Um, our relationship goes back quite a few years now and, and I'm excited for what you're doing as well. And I appreciate you and trusting us to be a place to, to host you and your, and what you're doing. So thank you very much for that opportunity as well.
0: I'm counting down the days, man. Counting down the days. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Soldier hollow. Here we come, man. That's
0: right. That's right. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you so much again for coming on. We so appreciate you. Are you ready to join us on the experience of a lifetime? Pack your bags and get ready for this bucket list adventure in Sitka, Alaska. You show up and we'll take care of the rest. This seven day all-inclusive vacation will have you fishing world-class water, hiking some of the most beautiful parts of Alaska, paddleboarding and kayaking through cascading mountains. Wake up and watch the whales from our luxurious home in the glow of the sunrise. Soak in this experience with a small group of passionate outdoor women and your private guides. Plan for fun-filled adventure by day and relaxing in the evenings in our stunning house hidden on our private beach. Head over to heroutdoorjourney.com forward slash Alaska to join us on the trip of a lifetime. Once again, thank you for tuning into the show. We hope that your cup is full and you're ready to embrace your untamable vibe. If you enjoyed the show, could you do us a favor? Help us grow our audience by sharing your favorite episode on social media, sending the episode to a friend and leaving us a review online. We love to hear from you. One more thing, be sure to press that subscribe button and never miss a weekly episode. See you next week.